Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Laura Jackson and welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle, the podcast from the Sunday Times Star that's all about phenomenal female founders and how they turn their passions from a bit on the side to a thriving business. From beauty to manufacturing, tech to finance, and more. On this show, we get the ins and outs, ups and downs of setting up your own company. You can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do this via whatever podcast app you normally use. This time I sat down with Zafrin O'Sullivan, who founded Five Dot Botanics with her husband. She offered an absolute shed load of helpful tips and advice, so definitely not one to miss if you're thinking about starting your own side hustle. Here's Zafrin. Hi, Zafrin, how are you? Hi, really good. Thanks so much, Laura. I don't honestly know how you even have the time to talk to me. You are so busy and juggling so much. I mean, how do you do it? Oh, I think, I mean, I get asked this question quite a lot, but actually I think um, it's quite a ruthless attention to how you use your time. Um, You know, having a business, I've got three kids and and a job, but, you know, all of us chooses to use time in a different way. So, you know, if someone's watching 20 hours of, I don't know, a box set a week. It's no, you know, it's, it's the same sort of time I'm spending doing something else. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll let, hang on, let's just talk about your business, Five Dot Botanics. It's an incredible skincare brand. If people haven't heard of it, could you explain it to us? Yeah, so Five Dot Botanics is all about minimal ingredient skincare. So we only use five ingredients in any product and it's all plant-based. Um, and we sort of set the brand up um, in opposition to kind of the complexity that we saw was happening in personal cosmetics was like kind of 20, 30, 40 ingredients and no one really understanding what they were putting on their skin. So it's sort of a move to minimal, not just in packaging, but just in the actual ingredients themselves. Yeah, because your manifesto is do more with less. Do you think that's really important for businesses today to commit to positive and sustainable actions within their practices? Yeah, I had a really years ago when we were sort of I had the idea for the business. Um, I remember sitting down with a really big um, industry sort of personal cosmetics person and they were fascinating. They were from Unilever. And she said to me, um, 
because we thought sustainability was like this USP in personal cosmetics, but she said, you know, there is no future for any brand that hasn't got sustainability at its heart. So it might seem niche. This was years ago, niche now or like a USP, but don't hang your kind of brand on it because it's going to become everything. Everything will have to do it. So it was a really good bit of advice. So it's part of our ethos. It was absolutely how we hardwired the brand. You know, in beauty, it's a very wasteful industry, ultimately. You know, we have a lot of disposable items. Um, it is changing, but we do need the big brands to change quickly because it's you, we've got small brands like us doing it, but you sort of need the mainstream brands to be doing it to get real take up. Absolutely. I think we're also obsessed with where our food comes from. You know, everyone watches Seaspiracy once and then decides they're never eating fish again, but nobody to the same degree looks at what they're putting in their face on their face sorry which then goes into their blood system which is then in their body and people don't really think about beauty products in that way which I I I actually don't understand why there isn't more sustainability in inverted commas um within and in the beauty industry it's really interesting I mean you know for years brands sold us stuff and we just accepted it yeah Um, what we chose to buy it but actually people are empowered now to question everything in the us obviously clean beauty it's not a term we use for our products but was massive because it's so unregulated we're really lucky being part of the uk that it's so heavily regulated what we can put on our skin but i uh, i do think that people are suddenly starting to think oh what is the effect of using a synthetic chemical on my body not just this year but over 10 20 30 years what's the compound effect what does that mean for me um later on so i think it's an interesting space but we tend to not scaremonger we you know we are for people who just want radical transparency about what they're using um and we're all plant-based you started this company with your husband as well what is it like running a business with your husband oh do you know what I think you have lots of different hats on in any relationship you have like you know we're not like husband and wife when we're dealing with the business we're like partners because we have to be quite objective about why decisions are being made so there's no space for us to sort of fall out with each other you can't have a strop because you're always trying to solve a problem or, or move your business forward but yeah we're now pretty relaxed about it now we, we sort of understand each other so it's quite it's quite good you know you never escape it though because you're sort of together all the time so you, the default is always you always want to talk about the business well I guess it's just finding your role within that business and kind of working together in harmony and as you know you you do the things that you do and he does the things that he does and that kind of they just play alongside each other yeah you need to have really clear roles and responsibilities um as long as you have the same values and you're headed in the right direction the same direction you agree on what that direction is then once you separate the roles and responsibilities you have accountability to each other for the things that you would do but you're not interfering in each other's work you're doing work to achieve a common goal before setting up five dot botanics saffron had no experience in the beauty sector I wanted to know how she even came up with the idea, let alone how she built such a strong company in a brand new, well, at least to her, industry. The weird thing is, because I'd not come from the beauty industry, I didn't feel particularly um, weighed down by how people had done stuff in the past. You know, you sort of approach it with a fresh pair of eyes. What does gender neutral skincare look like? 
What does skincare look look like um, if it's massively inclusive from the start? What does skincare look like if instead of 50 ingredients, you have five ingredients? What does skincare look like if it's all manufactured in Britain? What does skincare look like if your packaging is sourced in Britain from other small providers? We just ended up being able to be quite fresh in our thinking. The beauty industry wasn't an industry that I ever liked growing up. You know, it didn't reflect people like me. It didn't reflect... um, a lot of what I sort of valued I think and so it was quite nice to be able to create a brand that was centered around what we think you know skincare should be and in a weird way even though we sit in the beauty category I think we're more like health and well-being we're just like you know health is objective having strong healthy skin is objective being beautiful is very subjective does someone think you're beautiful and I don't really ever want to get caught up in that I find that so interesting because like you say you're not weighed down by knowing how you're supposed to start a beauty brand or what should be in a product or but but then again how how do you even begin to 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 start a beauty brand like where do you go in terms of sourcing ingredients um looking at it's like the, the scientific compounds to making a product like where do you even begin I mean, I suppose it starts with what was the objective. So when I had the idea for a skincare brand, I had to ask myself, did I want it to be just a lifestyle business or did I eventually want it to become a scalable brand? It took me a long time to be able to admit out loud I want it to be a scalable brand. The reason it's important to distinguish that up front is because that guided the path we needed to take. Because if I said, oh, I'm just going to sell at farmer's markets on a Sunday once a month, then I could mix it in my kitchen sink and be like, okay, I've learned how to make this. But if I was saying, actually, we want to invest money behind it, create a brand that scales to the UK and beyond that could be available in a shop. Um, you know, what is the regulatory compliance? What do I need to be able to do? Who can manufacture it? Um, I hadn't got a single contact in the industry. And um, I signed up for a course to do a diploma in um, cosmetic formulation with Formula Botanica. At that point, I thought I'll become a cosmetic scientist. Obviously, I didn't become a cosmetic scientist. That's not how the story went. But at this moment, I was like, how do I learn quickly about cosmetic formulation? Um, Signed up, realized very quickly I needed to hire a cosmetic scientist. I wasn't going to, you know, that I had a business vision, but I wasn't going to be in the lab. But what happened was by by taking this course with Formula Botanica, I got instantly plugged in with people who were already in the indie beauty industry. And one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you need to partner up. You need to have a really big contact set of contacts that you can lean on. And so overnight, I made loads of friends with other students who are all wanting to become independent beauty entrepreneurs but in the meantime I was then sniffing around looking for my cosmetic scientist and I finally um, got put in touch with one through a, a contact who said you know this guy is amazing he's just come back from the US he formulates for major brands but he can never be talked about publicly he's a he's a gun for hire and I was like god you know like we're like nobody and he deals makes stuff for really big people um so don't worry he's lovely um, and they put us in touch with him and I had this list of all these things I wanted to make with all these crazy ideas and and he said I'll, I'll take you on um, I'm not going to do all of those things for you uh, I'm I'm just going to do one and I was really put out and I thought and he said you know let's just see how we get on and I realized he was he was sort of sort of not bothered we were never going to be his biggest 
client money-wise, but he, there was something in our relationship that made him interested in the product. So he, we, we ended up having this long relationship with him. He's still our formulator. And I often ask it, I asked him after a year of working together, why, why did you take us on? And he said, you know, Zafrin, I have brands knocking on my door every day, add more ingredients, add more this, add more that. I'm doing an ice cream at the moment that has 50 ingredients in. Um, and he said, no one's come to me saying, take it all out, take it all out. And, um, and he said, I totally believe in this idea of just five ingredients where you've got high percentages of exceptional ingredients offering great efficacy to consumers. Um, and, you know, I think he liked the energy we brought to the project and we were very respectful and he had actually come from a personal private passion of herbology so I think in a weird way when you get to people's deep passion you know even though he'd gone on to do loads of other things I think there was something about the project that had excited him I was um, going to say I feel like relationship is a really important word there building relationships with people building trust building a bond so that people believe in what you're doing and you can work together to make something really incredible yeah and I think you know the mistake when I was younger I made was that I used to think everything was transactional you know when you were the customer and there was a provider you sort of focused on like this output as a result of a transaction but whereas the biggest geniuses in our business if I think of our designer or our cosmetic scientist they're not transactional there is a transaction but they are delivering exceptional work but for a relationship or a shared vision and you know because you get on you know with each other and it's going to be an adventure and they're curious and together you'll get to a new place that no one's ever been before and mm. there's some such pleasure in it um, and such delight for everybody involved. So talk me through the process because if you've got an idea how do you get that idea from infancy to market what's the process in the middle? On a product business you would need to look at you know what do you want to achieve with it? Are you creating a brand? Is there any intellectual property in it? Is that what is what you're creating going to be unique? Or are you like reselling something that's already made by someone else? Um, For me, there were a number of different prongs I needed to learn. How are you going to sell it? What's the retail model? So is it going to be B2B? Are you going to sell to um, wholesalers? Are you going to sell direct to consumer? So our vision had always been like to build a community and sell direct to consumer. So you know if you're going to sell direct to people you know what's your website like if you're going to sell it what's your fulfillment like who's going to deliver it how do you how much does your postage cost what's your packaging like how do you build a community that want to purchase from you how do you build up your website list how do you get traffic to your website do you pay for it is it organic is it direct what other content do you need to create to market your brand all of those things were things we had to learn from scratch we'd never done anything like that before (laughs) and that's all sort of the end stuff that's that's once you've already built your product if you know if you're building a product it's then you know who will manufacture it what's your legal obligation what are the insurance you need to get how many tests do you need to to do before you finally get a finished product does it need to go in a box is it going to have a label does it have a barcode if you're going to sell more than one of it if it's going in a box of six did you know you need a different barcode and that needs to go into a different box that then goes to a, a warehouse shipped under a different you know I mean, in a weird way, when I talk about it, I think it's completely insane that we decided to launch a personal cosmetics company because there's a reason why big brands dominate this space. When they launched the business, they did so with just six products. I asked Saffron to tell me why for Five Dot Botanics, less was definitely more. 
beauty's following fast fashion a little bit by like having constant product launches. So this idea of like, what's dropping next? What's the new hero product? Whereas our ticket was always strong, healthy skin. So everything we make is about creating a good skin, like a good barrier to your skin. So we use lots of really, um, you know, antioxidant plant oils, vitamin rich ingredients. And we're like, okay, you just need this for healthy skin um and it's not to say we won't launch more products we've got two or three other products in and we've got a hair product coming out later this year so it's on first foray into scalp health but we just never felt there was a need for lots of products and also i just think you know we didn't want to contribute to the noise in beauty we're sort of a minimalist brand it sort of didn't suit us to have like 40 SKUs. And it's very difficult maintaining lots of SKUs as a new brand. And as a young brand, um, you could get really confused in how you spend your money and what you put your efforts behind if you just launch loads of product because, you know, you've only got a limited amount of time and money to spend marketing. So um, put it behind your best product. I'm talking about budgets and things like that. Is this bootstrapped by you and your husband? Is Have you had investment or, you know, what kind of what stage are you at with the company? Yeah, so we bootstrapped it, but I did what they always say never do. I took out a massive loan. Um, and they, were, <laughs> they always said, don't borrow. I was like, who's got money? You know, like who's sitting on piles of cash? It feels kind of crazy now. that, But I just felt... You know, I didn't want to come to when I was 60, having saved up all this money and be like, okay, now's my time. You know, the time is now for me. Um, so we bootstrapped it to launch. So that was from 2017 to, in product development. 2019, we're finally ready to launch. So we launched in Ju- July 2019. I'm pregnant with my third baby. Um, and uh, in the February of that July, before we'd launched, I'd actually... Um, applied for investment and I'd been turned back I don't know in my head I just thought oh we're going to get investment straight away obviously people have to pitch thousands of times but what's really amazing was um they wrote back and they told us why and I closed the feedback I was really disheartened and and then I opened it all back up again and I I thought this feedback is excellent actually you know we need to learn to tell our story better um and then in October um 2019 I was about to go on maternity wrote back to them and said I want to repitch um because I knew I was about to go on maternity leave so I thought you know what what's the worst that happened they say no and then I've got a baby and it'll be all fine I'll be distracted and then they said yeah that's great and so we just repitched and um I went on maternity leave and they said okay we actually want you to come in we you know we we're really seriously thinking about investing in you I was massive like absolutely about to like literally go into the hospital and um I said, I, just, I don't want them to know I'm pregnant. And my husband was like, there is no way you can go to this meeting and they're, they're not going to know you're pregnant. I just want a massive dress, uh, you know, um, do this pitch. It's four hours. And we come out and I go, go into the hospital because um, the baby's going to be induced and being induced um, and it's taking days. And then I can see the phone ring in the hospital which is Paul, one of the investors. And I take it and I'm just like, oh, so stressed out. You know, I know why the baby's not coming out because I'm like so highly strung. So just, you know, um, just letting you know we're going to invest. And uh, yeah. And the baby popped out. And, <laughs> and the baby literally does. No like, way! You know, it doesn't literally pop out there and then because obviously I'm not that far into the labour. But I am in the middle of being induced. And I was like, that's great. Thanks very much. Great. Um, and then the baby, the baby was born. And our first investor meeting, they were like, okay, so we'll meet you for your first board meeting. And I just literally had a brand new baby and I just had my boobs out 
sat on the sofa in his house because at this point you know then like I had a baby and I'm like wow well, we kind of thought you might be having it we didn't know it was like about to happen and uh and that was my maternity leave with new investors um, navigating something I've never done before. So you have won quite a few beauty awards. Do you think that they're important in this space? Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that as an unknown brand, to get in front of retailers, we needed to show credibility. And those awards... Um, are a sign of you know people have tested them like them we've been recognized by other industries but no in the sense that we are constantly listening to what our customers say so we're you know whether it's on social media or they write to us and what they they think about our products matters the most so you know the awards are brilliant and they have helped us get our retail deals and and actually have doors open because people know okay you're you're a small brand but your products must be good but our customers the real people that use our products every day and come back to us are the most important people for us if you like what you hear and fancy a little bit more you can get it Subscribe to The Times and The Sunday Times for less than £1 a day. Just visit thetimes.co.uk forward slash secrets of the side hustle to start your free trial. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Given how successful the business is, it's easy to forget that this is still a side hustle for Zafarin, who juggles managing Five Dot Botanics with her full-time job as head of business and legal affairs for a TV channel and raising three children. She's amazing. I can't tell you where Zafarin finds the time, but maybe she can. I don't know. I, I'm ruthless with time. It's... Um, small amounts of effort every single like every single day so when I first started off the the business I promised myself one thing 15 minutes a day rain or shine I would just spend 15 minutes a day on my business plan or my business or doing something for my business but it's like when people go to the gym they say you stay longer <laughs> you can see I've got an obsession with what going to the gym I've got no time to go to the gym um and 
A lot of it's planning. So you imagine with businesses or things that stuff is going to happen overnight. Nothing happens overnight. Building a brand takes years. And so if you're preparing for just doing small, like small things that will move you towards a goal every single day, it's just using your energy in the right way. Um, But was there a rush for you to get your product to market knowing that it was so good and believing in it and just wanting people to see it? Was that not kind of a time dependency thing? Yeah, but you can't rush launching a product to market because there's always a certain minimum threshold that you're going to have to go to. It's a long game. It's a long, patient game. Maybe not all businesses are like that. Um, And only time will tell if it's the right approach. But I think patience and stamina and not having burnout is really important because otherwise you're sort of trying to do everything. You're putting all your energies into something expecting a quick reward when in fact it could be years of just slow slow steady progress it's not very glamorous in that sense but you know you hope that it will it's more manageable for everybody everybody can have a side hustle everybody can do it but you do have to be prepared to compromise on things you can't do everything and how do you how do you stop from burning out what do you do to look after yourself I do love doing five dot I get enormous pleasure out of it so it doesn't feel like it's not like a job where you're someone's paying you for it and you know it's quite pleasing but yeah you know I've got a young really young family um so they need you to be in the moment you know my six-year-old wants to play and that's you're not playing with your mobile phone in your hand checking your emails you just have to play or you know my eldest wants to you know go on a walk or my little one is very tiny you know you find ways to escape, I think. Probably need to spend more time doing relaxing things, but I don't know, relaxing things can sometimes stress me out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, so how do you manage your time then with a, with a, a, a you know, a, a full-time job and a side hustle? Is yeah. this your evenings and weekends? Yeah. So, and also like full-time jobs are no longer linear. So it's not like you're sat at your desk nine to five, you know, you can, you can spend your downtime or you can pick things up at different parts of the day. I'm an early person, so I probably whittle off like quick wins really quickly from my phone. Um, we, we are in a really exciting place. We hired our first employee last year, which was amazing because we created a job from someone who'd been furloughed and had a really sad experience of a year being on fur- nearly a year on furlough and we're taking two new kickstart trainees through the government scheme for 16 to 24s who are neats you know out of you know potentially on universal credit for like ever because the covid has really scuppered their chances of getting jobs so you know we're slowly building a team of people that are working and it's not just us doing all the doing we're much more busy with the strategic planning you know what's our next retail deal it does help that I'm a lawyer so I'm not phased with any side hustle you bring yourself and your other experiences to the job it's not like I have this job and the side hustle exists you have to use the strengths you have from other things and that's what makes the side hustle accelerate quicker um, unless you're doing something completely radically you know um, I don't know, like trying to be an opera singer or something um, <laughs> different. Um, and so a lot of my day job, which is about process, clarity, project management, managing risk, you know, how to make a business decision was brought into being able to look at things quickly and be able to make a judgment. I think the key is just being super focused on what you need to do on all of your tasks. Um, so it can't be spaghetti in your head. So a lot of my time is spent unraveling what I think needs to be done 
because through panic you can just start doing stuff for the sake of doing it and it's just spaghetti you're doing things but none of it's logical but actually if you spend like 70 percent of your time unraveling the order in which things need to happen actually you can be hugely effective with that one hour um, I also read something really interesting, which I love, is that you founded a group called Female Founders, yeah. Um, yeah. which is a network of beauty entrepreneurs. And you've got 2000 people globally signed up. I mean, to say that you didn't know anybody in this industry and you've built this incredible brand and then founded this this group of female entrepreneurs in the beauty industry. It's just incredible. Oh, you know what? I love this group of women and it came out. So I had these, there's two big failures. So obviously the first failure was when I didn't get my investment. I mean, that same year I had a second failure was I didn't get Sephora Accelerates, which I then obviously then got in the same year I then got the investment. So Sephora Accelerates, Sephora is huge, uh, you know, um, as a you know, personal cosmetics retailer globally. And they do an accelerator where they pick like 12 female founders across the globe to help nurture their business, um, where they think they've, they've got lots of potential for a particular reason. And um, I just was like, oh, it's going to be me, you know, in that weird way. <laughs> it's got to be me. Um, and um, it's really, really competitive. And it's a really outstanding program. And so when I originally didn't get it, I said, you know what, we don't need a corporate program to become a network of women that can help each other um I just gathered up all the women who had also got the failure letter like you didn't get it I was like let's let's we're gonna have female founders in beauty and we're gonna help each other have these amazing brands and I didn't think anyone would I didn't think it would take off as brilliantly as it did but I've made friends in like the Netherlands, the US, in Nigeria, in Hong Kong, the indie beauty market or the desire for independent like, like beauty entrepreneurs is huge. It's massive, mm. especially in the natural and organic space. Some of them don't want to be massive brands, but there's so much space for small boutique brands. Um, and they're, some of them are amazing marketeers. Some of them are exceptional cosmetic formulators. Others are brilliant. They come from web development. Others are teachers doctors accountants you know like other like this is like their other passion um and we ask the group everything you know who knows how you know about x and the people like i know this person you know who knows about like exporting to here oh i know and it's just like this massive information hub and they're mainly side hustlers i would say you know in that group because they're ambitious you're sort of inspiring each other so one day you know you'd be like oh my business is taking like forever to to grow and then someone would be like no you've got this and you're like yeah I have got this and that you've got this and it actually is just really encouraging because your friends don't get it your friends and family won't get it it's a very lonely thing being a side hustler only other side hustlers get it you know like because it, it's on paper looks completely irrational have a job, spend all your free time doing another job be, that's massively stressful, may or may not reap, you know, give you any rewards, could cause you a lot of heartache and could be disastrous, but possibly might do all right, you know, and like it will consume you constantly. Like it doesn't, it's not massively rational. And so when you know other people doing it, you, it it's really encouraging, I think. As always, we like to give our guests the chance to set their own questions and throw it forward to the next guest. Here's what Bespoke Binny's Natalie asked Saffron and what Saffron set for our next founder. I would like to know, if you weren't running the business that you're running now, what would you be doing? I think I'm really interested in 
kind of probiotics or prebiotics, you know, things to do with gut health. I think that's a really interesting space to be in. So maybe it would be something to do with foods or supplements, but I think that would be an area I'd be interested in. I think it's going to boom that whole area as well. So yeah, something like I that. I do too. Definitely. I feel like this whole vitamin market that was is huge in America is definitely having a having its time for sure. I've seen, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think sometimes it's the people who you follow on Instagram and their algorithms of just what pops, what pops up. And at, at the moment, it seems to be quite a lot of that kind of vitamins, gut health. It feels like it's about to be huge. I, I made a really great friend during COVID, like the lockdown and she, uh, she and I traded products um and she's a kimchi maker she's a south korean kimchi maker and uh, obviously like amazing for your gut health these kind of um fermented foods and i then traded her like my skincare products and it was this beautiful relationship but i was just so enthralled with her products that kind of area of these kind of artisanal fermented foods that are so good for you so my question is can you describe a time when you worked on something outside your comfort zone and what did you do to overcome it I could talk to Zafrin all day about her business but I think she's busy enough so I rounded things off by asking one final question what does the future look like for five dot botanics so we're growing quite rapidly. We've secured some like quite big retail deals. So I think we'll continue to grow in the UK. We've just taken on a new investor um, in the Middle East with a new Middle East distribution deal. So I think we'll be big in the UAE um, and Egypt. Um, and then we've had we've just taken on our first deal in Hong Kong. So the interest in the brand internationally has been huge we get a lot of emails from people in the US who want to see the brand but I think probably in the next few years we will scale quite significantly but you know in our own time thank you so much this has been so interesting it's been amazing I think that you're amazing I can't believe that you've built all of this while being a mum of three and having a a full-time job as a as a lawyer (laughs) it's amazing um thank you so much I absolutely loved speaking with Zafrin and learning all about her amazing business. You can buy some of her products at 5.botanics.com and check out their Instagram by searching 5.botanics, all one word. Both of these links are also in the episode description. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just do it on whatever podcast app you normally use. Next time, I'll be joined by Avila Chadume, founder of inclusive greeting cards company, Avila Diana. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 